liked hearing him say that, but it wasn't like Rico to be sentimental. What was this all about? Maybe it was going to be a trick after all. There would be no secret. Watch this, Rico said as he reached into a crevice and brought out a small glass jar. With a gleam in his eye, he placed it in my hand. In the patchy moonlight, I had to bring the jar close to my face to make out what was inside. It was a roll of money, and not pesos, American greenbacks, with a number 100 showing. How much? I gasped. There are 15 of those. You're looking at 1,500 American dollars. I was astounded. In school, I had learned to convert kilos to pounds and kilometers to miles, but pesos to dollars was different floating up and down. The last I heard, it was eleven to one. That meant this was more than sixteen thousand pesos. My family could get by for more than a year on this much money. I don't understand, I said. Your parents gave it to you? My parents? Did you hit your head, Mano? Did you win the lottery? Is the money yours, Rico? It's mine. It's from one of my brothers in the States. It's my coyote money. The expression meant only one thing. Coyotes were the smugglers who took people across the border to El Norte. It didn't seem possible. You're leaving for the other side? Yes. I'm leaving Mexico. I'm going to cross the wire. Destination? The United States of America. Chapter 2. This is my chance. Rico twirled his money jar in the moonlight. In the last year, Victor, the price that the coyotes charged to get you across the border has gone from $1,000 to 1500 And here it is. 1500 It's not only more expensive, I said. It's more difficult and dangerous. It must be really bad. From the whole village, only four men came home this winter. I know. When they leave, they're taking me with them. It's going to be exciting. Fortino, the leader, says we might have to try a couple of times before we make it across. I'll make it, no problem. I'm a fast runner. Rico wanted me to be excited for him. How could I pretend I was? It was all too much. This fortune in bills to be handed over to the smugglers... And even more so, the danger Rico thought was so appealing. I'm not afraid, he insisted. You should be. It's different for you, Victor, because of what happened to your father, I understand. He was unlucky, that's all. This hurt. My father had traveled back and forth across the wire many times, working in El Norte and returning to the family for only a few precious months every winter. Four years ago, he returned home in a coffin. He had always worked in the fields and the orchards, but this time he had taken a job helping to build the foundation for a new high school in the state of South Carolina. When the accident happened, my father and a friend from the village were doing some shovel work in a deep, sandy trench. With no warning, the walls collapsed on them. Both of them were killed. Why do you think you will be lucky? I asked. What about the desert? 
Every day it is said people die in the desert. That may be true, but think how many get through to shake the hand of Mickey Mouse. Rico was smiling at his little joke. I was still too stunned to laugh. Don't be so serious, Victor. Once I get across the border, it's the land of opportunity. Everyone agrees. Everything's better in the States. It's not like I'm making this all up. A teacher from my school quit two weeks ago to go work at a laundromat in Los Angeles. Rico knew a lot about El Norte. Ever since I could remember, he liked everything American. Cars, music, fashions. His hair was cut short and bleached the same yellow as his Lakers cap. You said your brother gave you this money? Which brother? Reynaldo, the oldest. He wired it to a Western Union in Silao, in care of Fortino. Rico was the last of eleven children.